0: Hey, homebodies. It's Robin and Molly. And we're here to remind you that if you're looking to buy a home or refinance, to be sure to check out our platinum sponsor, Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Aaron is licensed in Minnesota and Wisconsin and is a top lender in the area. You can find his information on our website, homeiswherethemurderis.com, in all our show notes and on all of our social media platforms. Again, if you're looking for the best in lending, check out Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage.
1: Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Robin. And this is... Home is where the murder is. Well, good good morning. Hi,
0: Mom. How are you?
1: Good. How about you? I'm great. It's the morning.
0: And it's Monday. We're recording on a Monday today, so it's like a live show.
1: Kind of. Speaking of...
0: Oh my gosh, we're having our first live show. We are. And it's going to be on October 4th at the Driftless Social in Mount Horeb. And we're already almost sold out of tickets.
1: So you'll be hearing this actually today. It's Labor Day today.
0: It is. We're way behind and didn't have an episode aired this morning. But that's because, you know what? We are busy human beings. We are.
1: We are. There's been a lot going on. It was the first day of school this past Friday for my boys. And tomorrow, your boy goes back.
0: He does. And then life goes back to normal, allegedly.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I don't know about normal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But no, we're uh, we're having the first show, and I got to tell you, our town has been absolutely amazing. I know that there's a lot of great small towns out there, but we are doing this live show to raise money for our friend Jamie, who is battling cancer right now,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: our community has stepped up, and they're like, yep, we're going to come listen to these bitches talk about true crime, and we're going to drink some cocktails, and it's going to be great.
1: Yep. So, yeah, thank you to everyone that's already bought a ticket. And if you're wanting to get a ticket, make sure you get on and do that sooner versus later. Because, like Robin said, we are almost sold out. And there will be probably some limited um, standing room only tickets available day of the show. Yes. But standing room only. Because we can't promise a seat.
0: Yes. So get your tickets online now while you can.
1: Yep. So, yay.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, also, I so there's something I wanted to share that I think is really clever, and I know you kind of looked at me like I was crazy when I did this, but... Oh,
1: yeah, sure, go, okay, go for so, it. But
0: our listeners, they understand me, so they'll think it's cool. So I was driving from Milwaukee to Mount Horeb yesterday, which is about an hour and a half drive, and I the Katy Perry song, Roar, came on, and I don't normally listen to that song, but I had it on, and I was like, you know how it goes, you're gonna hear me roar, well, I thought it'd be funny if it, she said snore instead. So then it would be you're gonna hear me snore.
1: And then it said the uh
0: uh oh as oh, oh, you go.
1: And that's what she came in hot yesterday yeah, doing. I walked
0: right in and walked right up to her and I just did that. Yep. And I think it's really funny and That it,
1: was my greeting.
0: Yeah. So, and as my loyal listeners, you guys are all going to back me up that that was pure genius, and that Katy Perry should come out with a new rendition for all of us that snore,
1: roar point two. Yeah,
0: I like it. So yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got. <laughs> anyway, that's it. So I don't have anything else to report. That's what I've been working on. So
1: well, I'll give you a report on the weather.
0: Oh yes, please.
1: It's too hot.
0: It's nice out, I think. No. Oh, God. The look she just gave me, It's going to be like
1: mid-90s today and humid. It is September. It is time for it to be Halloween weather and fall mm. and yeah. pumpkins and agree. apple orchards and oh. things like that. So it's we're done. It's apple cider donut season. Actually, today. So it's Labor Day today. We're done.
0: But Molly says there's not allowed to be any more, no more weather after Labor Day. We're
1: done. So this is it today. Be done. And then um, garden. I'm having to water, Morgan.
0: So you're, you know how I don't garden? Well yeah. I went and got some more like fall looking flowers for around my mailbox. And I got some mums. And I've remembered to water them for the first time in my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With this weather, you better be.
0: Yeah. Well, I know. But I'm just like kind of impressed. Usually they die within two days. They're yeah. Still alive. Well, they might be dead. I haven't been home today yet. So.
1: But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to water them later. Oh, OK. Hot, hot tip. It's hot out. You got to water. So.
0: (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I, uh, I'm trying (sighs) to think. Oh, we're coming up on 10,000 downloads soon. So we're going to have to do another giveaway. Yay. So we'll have to figure that out. Oh, I did have a really fun idea. So my son's bonus mom has uh, a store called Hinzi Homemade. And I asked them to do some designs for us on really cute things, and I thought we could put a little gift basket together. Yep, all created from them.
1: That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yep, so, love it.
0: So, if you are interested in that, once we get to ten thousand downloads, we'll post it, and then you guys can check it out. In the meantime, you should check out Hinsey Homemade. They're on Facebook, and they make the cutest things you're ever going to see in your. They day have of a life. couple
1: cute like Halloween and mm-hmm. fall things out. I saw too. Yep. So yep. check those out,
0: Hinzie Homemade. I'll put their information in our show notes as well yay okay well that's all i have for updates
1: awesome well i have a wisconsin case for you today You're i wanted to Kennedy. get back i wanted to get back to my roots
0: all right well I'm, I'm game let's do it okay
1: so this is one that didn't happen um too long ago happened in 2018 okay so it's not real long ago um mm-hmm. And it is the abduction and survival tale of Jamie Kloss. I love
0: a good survival tale.
1: So, we were old enough to remember this happening. Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. 2018. Um, I remember this happening. This yep. was crazy when this happened. Yep. Because it happened up. I have family up near where this happened, up in Barron. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I'm just gonna get right into this. All right. Let's so. Jamie was a typical 13-year-old teenager who lived with their parents, James, who is 56, and Denise, who is 46, Klaus, in their home in Barron, Wisconsin, which had around 3,300 residents at the time, and Barron is in northern Wisconsin, and for people who are wondering about where that's at, it's about 90 miles east of Minneapolis.
0: Is Barron in Barron County? Yes. I Okay,
1: thanks. Yeah. Denise and Jamie were very close. A family friend, Melissa Sammonson, told people that they were almost inseparable. Also saying that Denise was pretty quiet and shy like Jamie. Jamie was quiet, kind, and giving. She was just a very sweet girl. If you look at a picture of her from back when this all happened, when she was 13, she has a strawberry blonde hair and green eyes. She looks just like a typical 13-year-old girl. Okay. Little did they know that on October fifteenth, two 2018, everything would change and their quiet life that they had been living together would be completely turned upside down. Jake Patterson had known that he wanted to kidnap and take a young girl for a while. He had actually just lasted only two days at a new job at Zapato Cheese Factory in Elmina, Wisconsin and was on his way home when he was stopped behind a bus and saw Jamie get on. When he saw her, he knew that she was the girl he wanted and was going to take her, and he was going to take her by any means possible.
0: That's terrifying to think about that someone's just watching you and waiting.
1: Yeah. He had no idea what her name was. And he didn't know who lived at the nearby ranch house that she came out of. But he knew that she was going to be his.
0: I don't like this at
1: all. No. So a little bit about this Jake Patterson guy. Because I guess we have to find out about this awful piece of crap. Because <laughs> he's, just, he's just the worst. This guy. And I mean, as I say, he's just. As we go through this, I mean, it, it, this guy does this. We already know this. There's no mystery behind it. This guy is the person that does take Jamie. So, um, yeah. Just so, The yeah. part
0: that gets me is the fact that he's like, I feel like I need to kidnap someone.
1: Right. These are thoughts I don't normally and, have. And the, the thing is, is like, there's no real reason why. So that that's why I'm like, I, here's a little bit about his backstory, because there's no real
0: like there's no voices in his head or something being
1: there go get her no there's just no real why there's no like real reason so what a dick yeah so jake was born june 17th 1997 he was the youngest child of patrick who was an electric supply worker and deborah patterson a stay-at-home mother who had gotten married in 1989 jake was the couple's third child joining katie who was five and eric who was almost four one of his parents was seeking divorce in June of 2005, but the papers were never finalized. Then in October 2007, the divorce was finalized. Then finally on March 31st, 2008, the marriage was legally dissolved. Jake was 10 when this happened. So,
0: Okay, that's about the time my, my parents got divorced. I didn't go around kidnapping people. Right.
1: So, I mean, it sounds like, you know, they had a little bit of a bumpy, you know, his parents had a bu- bumpy relationship. But, again that happens, right? Sure. Jake went to high school at Northwood in 2011, and he was just kind of there, one classmate would later recall of the freshman. Jake was always a quiet kid and kept to himself. He was part of Northwood's quiz bowl team, which competed academically against other schools. He didn't participate in sports or other activities, though. The superintendent did note change a change around his junior year that t- that his look began to change a bit and that he would have flashes of a temper sometimes but she did say that junior year is sort of when a lot of that starts to happen for males oh, yeah. so yeah. i mean she didn't they they didn't see that as you know really out of the ordinary yeah during this time his father moved out of the house that they were living at as well in in gordon wisconsin so it was just jake and his brother eric who was almost 4 years older living there together which is a little weird. Yeah. While Jake had no legal issues, his brother Eric did, including a 2013 conviction for fourth degree sexual assault. Ooh. Jake was also voted most quiet at the school.
0: What? So I would never get that award. Never.
1: Also, what what an interesting award to get. Like <laughs>
0: See, they just were like, we have to give him something.
1: Like, let's give this guy something. So when he graduated, he joined the Marines.
0: Okay, that's a good role.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't. (laughs) So he began basic training, which typically lasts about 13 weeks, in September of 2015 in San Diego. It was during week five that he was thrown out. What did he do? Not really much is um, known. It just is stated that his... He didn't really match up with the Marine Corps' values. Ah. They wanted him out of there, basically. Got it. Okay. So, which, I mean, a lot of people don't make it. I mean, that's. It's tough. It's tough. A lot of people just aren't cut out for that kind of a. I couldn't do it. No. No. So he also wasn't very successful at holding jobs. So back in Wisconsin in 2016, he quit a job at a barren turkey processing plant after one day. Then worked at a wood pellet factory in Hayward, but quit after only a day or two there as well.
0: Hayward, that's where that really big muskie is. Yep. There's a, for those of you that don't know, there's like this big muskie you can walk in and shit.
1: Yep, and yeah. they have a really good candy store, oh, too. Oh, there's bears. Yes, black bears. Now we're back to the day after he left his job at the cheese factory. Remember, he had just quit there, too.
0: And I love a good cheese factory.
1: And then he saw Jamie get on the bus.
0: Okay, so we're up to, d- up to speed. Here we go. Let's do this.
1: Okay. So on October 5th, 2018, Jake Patterson, who is 21, drove to, drove to the Kloss home to kidnap Jamie.
0: The way you make it sound, it's just like, eh, all right, I'm gonna just drive on over there
1: and grab a room. Well, quick. that's basically what he did. Okay. But cars at the home scared him away the first time he was afraid that he would leave witnesses. So he made a second attempt again on October seventh, but again there was activity in the house, so he left. So he tried twice to go there on October fifth and on October seventh. Then on October fifteenth, on his third visit, he was unfortunately successful. Okay. Jake put a lot of thought into how he would take the girl he had seen on a bus that day, which is why it took him until the third try to take her. He showed up early October 15th around 12.45 a.m. to the class home armed with his father's 12-gauge Mossberg shotgun, which was a fairly common weapon, so he believed it would be hard to track. He also grabbed half a dozen shotgun shells, then put on gloves and wiped them for prints, and he did the same with the gun. He stopped at a Walmart in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, and bought a black ski mask. Jake also shaved his head and face so that he would be hairless and leave no forensic evidence behind. Damn. Yes. So he was prepared. Another thing he did was steal plates from another car and switch them with his own. Jake also disconnected the car's dome light to help stay hidden in the night, and he cut the cord that could unlock the trunk from the inside.
0: Holy shit, this guy did his research.
1: Yeah, so that when he would eventually put Jamie inside, she would have no way to get out.
0: Yikes! Yeah,
1: so he, again, he was very prepared when he went there. Was he
0: just Googling, like, how to kidnap, so- kidnap somebody successfully? Yeah,
1: I mean, the quiet guy, he he just flew was... Flew under the radar. He flew under the radar.
0: Jeez. Oh, ah, sorry, I just whacked something.
1: You did. So, Jake went to the door wearing brown steel-toed boots, a black jacket, the ski mask, gloves, and jeans. Jamie was actually the one who saw Jake's car first because her dog, Molly, heard it. That's your name. That's my name. And barked and woke her up. So, Jamie went and woke up her father, who then proceeded to go to the door to see who would be coming to their house at that time of night. Instinctively, Denise and Jamie went to hide in the bathroom because for a small town, this was strange. James looked outside with a flashlight, but couldn't really tell who was at the door and what was going on. Jake then went up to the front of the stairs and opened up the storm door and pounded on their front door. James looked at him through their front door through a small window. It had like an iron, like an iron, like encased window pane, like kind of like the bars, you know. It's kind of hard to describe, but kind of looked through the little window pane in the middle of the door and yelled to Jake to show me your badge. At this this point, James thought Jake was a police officer or some sort of law enforcement because at this time of night, who else could it really be? Why would someone be at his door pounding on it? Yeah. James was staring at Jake, and Jake was pointing the shotgun directly at him through the glass, and then he shot him.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: James was killed immediately. It was then that Denise and Jamie knew that James was dead because they didn't hear him say anything or yell anything else after the gunshot. So they called 911. Around 12:53 a.m., the 911 call came through to the Barron County Dispatch Center, which was located only three miles from where the Kloss family lived. No one spoke on the line, though, but they could hear screaming, and then the call ended. They tried to call back, but it just went to Denise's voicemail. Oh my goodness. Jake then shot the doorknob to get into the house and then had to step over James's dead body to get to the bathroom where Denise and Jamie had barricaded themselves inside. They had locked the door and also opened up a drawer on the vanity. like the vanity, right, so that it would be harder for him to get inside. But it took James about, or um, Jake, excuse me, about 10 to 15 blows of his body against the door to break through it. Jake was a 6 foot, 215 pound man, so it was only a matter of time before he was able to break down through the door. And he was able to do it, unfortunately, before the police came. He found Denise inside the bathtub, behind the shower curtain, wrapped around Jamie in what people would describe as a bear hug, just trying to protect her daughter. He then ordered Denise to duct tape her own daughter's mouth. She struggled to do this, so he set down his weapon and did it himself and also bound Jamie's wrists and ankles. Then Jake turned his head away, aimed the gun at Denise's head, and shot her in the tub.
0: Oh, my God, right in front of her daughter? Right in front of Jamie.
1: He grabbed Jamie, dragged her to his Ford Taurus, and put her in his trunk and left the cloths home. All in all, he was there for about four minutes.
0: Can you imagine what she must have been going through in her mind? She just saw her parents killed, and then and then she, what? she's alone. That's it. Yep. What's going to happen to her? Yep. I can't even.
1: In four minutes, he caused that much destruction. That's it. As he was driving away, he had to pull over to the side of the road to let the police cars drive by to the Kloss home. I mean, can you even imagine? So they're driving by to go to the house, and Jamie's right there. Oh, my gosh. Patterson was ready for a gunfight, later telling investigators he most likely would have shot at the police if they had stopped him. Jamie heard the sirens go blazing by and then fade away, she said.
0: Oh, how awful.
1: Around 1 a.m., the bodies were found in the Klaus home, but no Jamie was found. Not long after, an Amber Alert was put out across the area for Jamie. At this point, I can only imagine what Jamie was thinking was going to happen to her.
0: I remember when the Amber Alert went off. Yeah. So, and then when the details came out of the parents being killed and her missing, I thought she was in on it.
1: I, I remember thinking that a little bit, too. Yeah. I'm so happy that, I mean... Oh, yeah, I mean, no, I felt
0: like a real asshole after oh, I found absolutely. out the truth. Oh, absolutely. But, like, uh, my initial reaction was, oh, she did it.
1: Because there's been cases that, that's that happened. That's happened, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Jake then drove around about 70 miles to his home in Gordon, Wisconsin. There's even a sign above the front door that reads Patterson's Retreat. You can tell that one guy had been living there for a while. You can look up pictures of what it looked like when Jake was living there, but it has boxes everywhere, unfinished ceilings, it's messy, not kept up. The pictures looks like it, just smells.
0: It looks like it just smells. It does. I wonder if people say that about me.
1: <laughs> sorry
0: <coughs> no I, I just like to joke about but I'm things. just saying like, <coughs> like I have horrible coffee <coughs> breath right now and Molly and I are sharing a mic today so I'm like that poor woman's <coughs> probably like yep see you're over there gaming. no
1: no I had something in my throat a dick no <laughs>
0: okay not <Sorry>. at all <laughs> I'm sorry you're just so mad at me for saying that aren't you <laughs> yeah a little bit no I'm not. no no
1: no but like if you look at these pictures you're like that how that place has like a musty, like just dirty smell to it because this guy obviously did not clean at all. So once they got there, Jake made Jamie change into different pa- pair of pajamas, which were actually his sister's, and forced her to go underneath his bed, which was a twin size bed. And then he sealed off all the exits before going to sleep and j- before making her go to sleep by pushing boxes and other items up against the bed, basically. He also burnt all the clothes she was wearing, along with the duct tape, to get rid of the evidence. Mm. So.
0: So she was just laying there like naked. No, he she, he oh, she's in right. different pajamas. That's right. That's right. Her okay. sister's
1: pajamas, actually. This is just nuts. yeah. So on October 17th, the FBI is now also involved, obviously, in asking if anyone knows anything to please come forward. They're pleading for any information that anyone could have. They do get a lot of tips, but none of them really amount to anything. They're not only looking for Jamie, but also why James and Denise were murdered.
0: I mean, yeah, that's the big question. Yeah, Yeah. like what what did they?
1: Right. Who? Why? Yeah, who and why? On October 22nd, which is a week after the murders and Jamie's disappearance, the local sheriff asked for 2,000 volunteers to help search for Jamie. There is also a Gathering of Hope event at the football stadium for Jamie as well. On October twenty fourth, the FBI offers twenty five thousand dollars for information leading to Jamie's location. On October twenty seventh, James and Denise Claus are laid to rest.
0: Oh, and their daughter missed it. Yeah, That's so sad.
1: Then on October, this, this, this is just. It's, it's not having really to do with, like... Well, it has to do with the case, obviously, because it's part of the case. But, like, this is just, like, a little, like, minor thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? So, on October 28th, a sicko named Kyle Janky, who was 32, of Cameron, Wisconsin, breaks into the class home and steals some items. In his jacket, they find several items, including a small pink tank top and girls' underwear. The Ugh. defendant was asked how many items he took, and he stated three or four items, including some underwear that he believed belonged to Jamie. So he broke into the house to steal Jamie's underwear.
0: What a sick fuck.
1: Right. He is cleared of any involvement, however, in the murder of James and Denise and the disappearance of Jamie. He's just a sick man. Like, he's just, like, you know, obviously there's something wrong. But, like, yeah. he, he just wanted, like, he has some, like, weird fascination with like what's going on so he broke into the house to steal some like items you know what i mean but like yeah that's gross it's so gross so so while this is all going on jake and has jamie 70 miles away in his dinky little cabin house thing so he would force Jamie to stay underneath that twin-size bed, sometimes for up to 12 hours at a time without food or water or bathroom breaks. And she only had about two and a half feet of space from the ground to the bottom Ugh. of the mattress or bed. So he would keep her under there with stacked totes and laundry bins around the bed with weights and barbells stacked against them so that she could not move without him noticing. So he could tell if she was trying to get out. Ugh. He did have people come to the house, too, so he had people there while she was there. Every Saturday, his father would come to visit. He would just turn up the radio to the bedroom to muffle any movements that she would make so that his father wouldn't know that she was out there, and she couldn't hear what was going on out there either. So, Jeez. I mean...
0: This guy is calculated. Yeah,
1: and after the fact, his father w- wanted to get a note to, like, Jamie's family just apologizing because well, he yeah. had no idea. Well, sure. He just felt so sure bad.
0: i uh, his family was
1: probably oh, yeah. mortified. They yeah? were. Jake would use fear tactics tactics to keep Jamie scared of him, like yelling and hitting the walls. She did try to get out from under the bed a few times, and he would tell her that bad things would happen if she tried to come out. Jamie did say that one time during one bad outburst, Jake did hit her really hard on the back with a handle with, for with something that you use to clean blinds. So like probably like, like, yeah, like really hard on the back with that. So it took about two weeks until Jake believed he got away with it. And then he put away the loaded shotgun. So he felt like confident that they weren't going to find him. So all of this kept repeating and going on. So like, well, how long did he have her? So, 88 days. Oh, my god. So, this all went on until the morning of January 10th. So, three months in captivity, 88 days. And then he told Jamie he was going to leave for five to six hours and made her go underneath the bed. So, he did the routine where he stacked the totes with the barbells on top and left. Jake was actually leaving to apply for a nighttime warehouse job at a liquor distributor. Oh, Okay. Yep. So once he left, though, Jamie knew this was her chance. The quiet and shy girl knew this might be her only shot to get out of there. So she pushed the weights away from the bed, got out, and put on a pair of his shoes. Jamie left the house, which she had been in for three months, and walked towards a woman walking a dog. This woman's name was Jean Nutter. So this wasn't also a time that Jean was normally outside at her cabin or out walking the dog. So this was really the right place at the right time. love that.
0: And I love the last
1: name. Jean Nutter. I know. Oh. So Jamie came close to Jean and said, I'm lost and I don't know where I am and I need help. I'm Jamie. Jeanie said, I, it's Jean or Jeannie. I, I, I heard it and I think yeah. it's Jean. Um, she said she knew it was Jamie from all the posters and media coverage. She held her close and walked her to the closest neighbor's house. So they went to the closest neighbor's house and she pounded on the door. This is Jamie Kloss, Nutter told her, call 911 right now. So Kristen... Kul, Kalinsky, oh gosh, Kazinska's these names, you guys, (laughs) called 911 as her husband stood by the door with a gun because they knew what Jake was capable of and they were scared. So they knew where Jake lived because it was a little like area up there. So they, and their his family had had that, that retreat for a while, that cabin retreat, they called it, right? So They were standing guard to make sure because they figured if he came back, he's absolutely going to come out looking for her. Yeah. So she said Jamie didn't know where she was, but they told him that the young man was named Jake Patterson and that he had killed her parents and kidnapped her. Netter said that he lived a few doors down from her cabin. Um, The dispatcher said that they were still... um, they were like still like wait you this is jamie like they yeah. they were they couldn't believe that like i well, mean yeah, at that I point mean, i'm sure everyone thought she was dead right right and then um everyone was just so nervous um and actually during this time jake had arrived home and found that jamie was no longer oh. there so he started driving out around looking for her are you
0: serious i'm if that yeah. were me i would have taken off i know
1: it's interesting that he didn't but maybe he thought that she couldn't find anyone because a lot of people weren't up at their cabins at that time because it's in January, so it's not a typical time that people are up at their cabins unless you live there. Oh, yeah. no, that makes So, sense, I mean, so why? maybe he was hoping he could catch her quick. But deputies pulled up to um, the neighbor's house just before sunset at 4.43 p.m., and the officers took Jamie, and they saved her. But really, Jamie saved herself. Oh, yeah. So Jenny O., um, the turkey... Product company, say, yeah. Yep, says that they donated the twenty five thousand dollars reward they had offered um, for information leading to you know the recovery of Jamie directly to Jamie because she saved herself. Oh, because both of Jamie's parents had worked at the company, yeah. so they had oh, offered up nice. a reward. That's
0: really cool of them. Yep, so they
1: gave the money directly to Jamie. That's
0: great.
1: So, um, so another interesting thing. Then, as the police are leaving, they drive by Jake. And then, actually, Jamie's there. She says she's not sure if that's his car or not, but it is actually registered to Jake. So they pull him over, and Jake put up his hands, and they sa- and he just says, I did it.
0: Oh, wow. He's like,
1: yeah, yep. He's like, S- crap, I'm caught. Yep. So there isn't a clear why as to Jake Patterson did this. He says that his long-term plan was stupid looking back, but he won't say what it is.
0: Do you think he was like, or won't say what it was by women? Probably hoping he could convince her like that Stockholm syndrome. Maybe, maybe he knew about one of those cases where like they would
1: eventually fall in love with them. Exactly.
0: Maybe like the, what is it? The smart girl that ended up having kids and everything with the captor. Maybe, maybe he was like, well, that's easier than finding a date.
1: Yeah. And he also says he didn't want to do this. The reason I did this, it's complicated and no one will get it. It's not black and white.
0: Did he rape her
1: or do anything So there's no evidence. I mean, they haven't gone out and said anything about that, I think, because she's a minor when this happened and there wasn't anything. But... I (coughs) hope not. Like, I... I I don't know. Criminal experts believe fantasy obsession and the desire for control may have driven Jake to allegedly kidnap Jamie, but we'll never know for sure. Um, I do... So there is something that says that... um, I have it in a little bit further down that he was always too guilty to do anything because he killed her parents. He says that, but I don't take yeah. anything he says well, truthfully. I wonder if they didn't want
0: that information to come out to protect right. her, they had enough with the murders. And right. They really wouldn't need that
1: evidence. Right. So. so Jake Patterson, who was only 21 pled guilty in March of 2019 to two counts of intentional homicide and one of kidnapping. Wisconsin does not have the death penalty, unfortunately, Uh. for this case. At the sentencing trial, in a statement that Jamie wrote and was read by her lawyer, she said this. So I have her whole statement in here. Um, I think it's pretty important to read. So I'm going to read it. It's not like real long, but I'm going to read Jamie's statement. So, okay. Last October, Jake Patterson took a lot of things that I love away from me. It makes me most sad that he took away my mom and dad. I love my mom and I love my dad very much and they love me very much. They did all they could to make me happy and protect me. He took them away from me forever. I felt safe in my home and I loved my room and I loved and all my belongings. He took all of that too. I don't want to even see my home or my stuff because of the memory of that night. My parents and my home were the most important things in my life. He took them away from me in a way that will always leave me with a horrifying memory. I have to have an alarm in my house now just so I can sleep. I used to love to go out with my friends. I love to go to school. I love to dance. He took all of those things away from me, too. It's too hard for me to go out in public. I get scared and I get anxious. These are just ordinary things that anyone like me should be able to go to do, but I can't because he took them away from me. But there are some things that Jake Patterson can never take from me. He can't take my freedom. He thought that he could own me, but he was wrong. I was smarter. I watched his routine and I took back my freedom. I will always have my freedom and he will not. Jake Patterson cannot take away my courage. He thought he could control me. He couldn't. I feel like what he did I feel like what he did is what a coward would do. I was brave and he was not. He can't ever take away my spirit. He thought what he could make me. He thought he could make me like him, but he was wrong. He can't ever change me or take away who I am. He can't stop me from being happy and moving forward with my life. I will go on to do great things in my life and he will not. Jake Patterson will never have any power over me. I feel like I have some power over him because I get to tell the judge what I think should happen to him. He stole my parents from me. He stole almost everything I love from me. For 88 days, he tried to steal me and he didn't care who he hurt or who he killed to do that. He should stay locked up forever. Jake Patterson said he would do absolutely anything to take back what he did to what he did before he was sentenced to do, oh, that, well, sorry, that was the, oh, that yeah, was so the statement. statement. Yep.
0: So, that was really powerful. Yeah. So, that was
1: from a 13-year-old little girl. So. Oh, man,
0: good for her. I, that's, that's, that was, like, motivating. I, and yeah. He, and she said that right in front of him?
1: So, she didn't read it, her lawyer did. Okay, but it was said right in front she, of Because she, yes. Him? Yep. Good. Yep. Good. I hope
0: he fucking felt like
1: I hope he yes exactly so Jake Patterson said he would do absolutely anything to take back what he did before he was sentenced to two consecutive light sentences for the murders and 40 years for the kidnapping in May of 2019.
0: Did he get do we know if he's got parole option? No. Didn't say? No he didn't. Oh okay. Because you know how I feel about parole
1: boards. I do. Jake was then moved from the um, Dodge Correctional Facility in Waupon to a maximum security New Mexico prison for safety reasons in July of 2019.
0: That's interesting. So worried
1: about his safety. In August 2019, while in New Mexico prison, he got into a fight with another inmate. Good. <laughs> Good. There's, like, if you go online, too, there's, like, pictures or video of the fight. Like, it was, like, you can kind of see it happening. So. Yeah. So good. So even I like that he got moved cause it, for his safety and that he still got in a fight. Like, there were still, like, people, like, going after him. He had to go
0: all the way to New Mexico yeah. to, get, to get away from Wisconsin because he was in danger. Yeah. I,
1: I don't, He's never getting out. There's no way. He better not. No.
0: I'd be so pissed.
1: Oh, he won't. So, so according – yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, so now I have a question, and I don't know if – maybe I need to figure out somewhere else how this works. But if – so when you're a prisoner in the state of Wisconsin – you're paid for by our taxes and everything to to be there, right? For the facility, the food, everything. So then, does he become New Mexico's problem, or do we have to pay New Mexico to take our prisoner?
1: Could not tell you. I'm not sure, but I will, yeah, I'm gonna find out. And look that back. up. So according to documents, these are some documents that kind of came out afterwards. Um, Jake spent nearly three months sleeping in the same bed as Jamie. So, but was too guilty to have sex with her. So this is kind of answering, but that's according to him too. So I don't know. Jake admitted to having sexual thoughts about Jamie, but didn't act on them because of his guilt from killing her parents, killing her parents. So this is according to documents from Jake. I don't know if I buy that, but she was a minor and we don't need to know all the details, but I hope that um, his safety is still completely compromised in New Mexico daily. So he also said that they played board games together. So. Yeah okay, I'm sure that she loved playing board games with him. I love that. Where I love there a lot of these types of people do that. Like oh, we cooked and we played board yeah. games and we we had so they, much fun. They wanted to be with me. They yeah. wanted they loved they loved their our time. Like okay yeah, and then you stuffed her underneath your bed and yeah. kept her sure 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 bud. So Jamie is now living with her aunt and godmother Jennifer Smith, who was also her day, daycare provider. So they they were very close. She was reunited with her dog, Molly, who was a dog that her parents had gotten her to. That's nice. um, One year after her um, kidnapping, Jamie told ABC News that she's feeling stronger all the time. And then two years after, she did start dancing again.
0: Oh, good.
1: Um I really want to thank everyone for all the kindness and concern that people all over the country have shown me, she said in a statement to ABC News. I am very happy to be home and getting back to the activities that I enjoy. I love hanging out with all of my friends, and I feel stronger every day.
0: What a brave girl.
1: Yeah, and I know that other kidnapped um, survivors reached out to her, too. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so... Yeah. So a little bit about the houses. Um, The Kloss home was in Barron, Wisconsin at 1268 US um, Highway 8 in Barron, Wisconsin. It was a ranch style house with beige siding. It was set back by the road by a cluster of trees. Um, The house was torn down back in 2019 after it was released back to the estate after it was no longer considered a crime scene. Um, And the family decided it was best to demolish it. So... That house is no longer there.
0: I agree.
1: I would absolutely do the same thing. So that house is gone. Is
0: there anybody rebuild on it, or is it just a lot? I think
1: it's just a I think it's just... It's
0: like the Ed Gein house. Yeah.
1: Just, just let it be. Yep. So, and then Jake Patterson's cabin. Um, as far as I know, it's still there. So that's at 14166 South Leclerc circles, Acre Circle, Gordon, Wisconsin. Um it's in a rural area of Gordon, Wisconsin, off of County Road Y. The home is set back from the road and may not be visible. From there, the home is private property and based on sale records, it's still owned by the Patterson family. From the website I found in 2021. From what I found. Um, yeah.
0: That's interesting. So,
1: I could be, you know, it, it's you know, a little... If it
0: were sold, and it would have... that We'd see it in tax records. If yeah. it's still in their name, then they own
1: it. Yeah. So... That's I have to do a little more digging about that. It Sometimes, yeah. We should
0: go. Go check it out.
1: Yeah. So, but.
0: I know where Barron County is.
1: This this one isn't Barron County, I don't think. Really? Gordon.
0: It's in a different county?
1: I think so. I'll look at it right
0: now. Yeah, look it up. That's interesting because I would expect the family would want to sell it after the fact that he Let was. I mean, I'm, I'm peeking. Oh. Peeking really quick. Um. I'm surprised. Oh, is that the house? I think so. Okay.
1: Yeah, because it had the thing above it.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. Mm. No. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, okay. either way, the house where Jamie's parents were unfortunately murdered at has been torn down, so.
0: Interesting. I just can't believe that the family has kept it, to be
1: honest with you. Yeah. So the, the information I found on Jake Patterson's cabin. I actually found on it's in Douglas County. Douglas County, yeah. I was gonna say I didn't think it was in the same county. I found on Morbid Tourism the information on that.
0: Interesting. Okay, I just can't believe they didn't get rid of it. Yeah. So, but I mean, when you get a cabin up in Douglas County, you hang on. I to guess it, I so.
1: Guess. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I'm glad you did this case. I had kind of forgotten about it, but. Um... Yeah, I remember when it happened and my initial reaction was that, oh, she's in on it. She ran away with her boyfriend or something because we've heard so many cases like that. But then when I found out that she was there's herself the... abducted, I felt so yeah, bad. Yeah, there's the
1: inside of the...
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Just the... something.
1: Yeah. She's pre- she's very pretty. Oh, he, yeah. he's creepy. He's looking. a creepy looking guy, but there's like the inside of the... Yeah.
0: Well, I'm so glad that she's okay. Yeah.
1: And she seems to be doing pretty good. And she, I was trying to do the math. I think that she might be a senior. Uh, She would be like about 18 now or so. Right. Math, math with it. So I hope she's doing really well. Yep. So, So, yeah.
0: Well, thanks, Molly. That was really great.
1: Yeah. So sad story. Luckily, she was found safe and she's so sad about her parents. yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: glad that at the end of the day, she's okay.
1: And it seems, and I listened to a a really good episode on, I believe it was a 48 Hours podcast. And it was more about, like, after she was found, it was about, like, her whole family. And, like, it seems like she has such a great family and, like, support system surrounding her. So it seems like she's, I mean, no one takes your place of parents. But, like, it seems like she has a really great family. So, yeah. Glad to hear that. Yep.
0: Well, good. Well, Jamie, we hope you're doing well so yeah all right well you guys thanks for listening and be sure to join our facebook group yep and our, follow us on instagram yep everything all the things home is where the murder is yep and email us mm-hmm. check out our website www.homeiswherethemurderis.com
1: yep and, and get those tickets for the live show if you're interested
0: yeah mount Horror, wisconsin come check us out so yeah all right guys have a great rest of your week
1: see you later